This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, monthly market analysis and asset allocation views. I'm your host, Tom Burgess-Watson, and each month I'll be joined by Monica Defend, Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this month's Blue Convictions podcast. Amundi has just published the latest edition of its monthly Global Investment Views, which can be found on the Amundi Research Centre website. And it examines to what extent the worst of the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic is behind us. Well, to talk to us about that, I'm joined by Monica Defend, Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Monica, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. How are you doing? All well, thank you very much indeed. Now, since our last podcast in May, global equity markets have had a pretty bumpy road. There was a mild sell-off in mid-June. That was due to renewed fears of a second wave of the pandemic. But they've recovered quickly, and the main indexes are in positive territory month to date. So do you think we're really out of the woods, or do you think perhaps markets are pricing an overly rosy scenario, which ultimately will mean that investors are disappointed? Thank you, Tom. This is the $1 million question. Uh, Since the COVID-19 outbreak, actually we saw a sequence of economic and financial market stories. But uh, what really was striking had been the policy reaction. Uh, Both fiscal and monetary measures have been fast, extreme, unconventional. And in some regions, actually, we have seen this uh, virtuous uh, partnership between central banks on one side and governments. I'm thinking to the US, to the UK, uh, for example. Over the last weeks, markets have responded well, bouncing back from previous lows. And in the last few days, we have seen some volatility on renewed virus worries and some geopolitical risk on the on the upside that have been actually sapping the appetite for risk asset. All in all, however, uh, we really think that these uh, policy measures have been kind of painting a new picture uh, day after Renaissance. And as a matter of fact, as you were uh, saying, markets uh, rallied and have uh, already been pricing in the rosiest scenario. Today's level discount the end of the worst of the virus cycle, the possibility that uh, a second wave will be weaker and that lockdowns, more importantly for the economic activity, will be uh, less severe. Then there are um, constructive expectations on uh, medical treatment uh, progresses, if not really a vaccine arriving fast. Um, markets have a great expectation on what the central bank uh, central banks uh, um, have been doing and will do. And actually, if you compare uh, current valuation, um, you really see how they are nested to the liquidity that the central banks have been injecting uh, into the markets. And there is a really a one-to-one relationship between equity market performance and uh, central bank balance sheet expansion. So uh, to answer your question, indeed, there are some rosy spots. We welcome the policy support, but we do believe that uh, risky assets move too far and too fast. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about central banks because they've gone a step further in their attempt to stabilize the markets and provide the needed liquidity. 
How do you assess their recent views? And what are the implications for fixed income? Well, once again, uh, central uh, banks have proved to be really, really uh, pivotal. Uh, they've been uh, globally running ultra-accommodative uh, uh, monetary policies. Uh, this is not only happen. This is not only happening in the developed market, Federal Reserve, ECB, Bank of England, BOJ, but also the central banks uh, in the emerging market have been quite active. Their focus has been. Uh, easing financial condition, flooding market with liquidity to be transferred to the real economy, temper sovereign spread levels and manage the yield curve so to preserve uh, a low profile for, for yields. So because of the uh, amount of uh, debt that the, the governments are issuing. So our worries goes to the possibility of an increase in default rate. And again, the central, bank, the central banks pumping liquidity into, into the markets are trying to help on, uh, on, that, uh, on that front. So um, we think that uh, it is important, uh, it was needed to have such an active play from the central banks, but uh, we think that uh, we need to focus on, on fundamentals, uh, earnings and, uh, and, default, uh, and default rates. What happened to fixed income uh, investors? In the search for yield, the investors really uh, need to be sure that they're going to gonna go too low in the, in the credit quality spectrum because these risks uh, are really uh, asymmetric. Instead, it is time to remain selective and active and preserving the liquidity to manage the uh, allocation uh, in, a, in, a tactical, uh, in a tactical way. When we turn to the uh, to the Govis side, actually we refrain from making any strong call uh, calls on, on duration. So all in all, uh, we keep our stance close to neutral with a constructive bias uh, to the uh, on the US and France, and a negative view on the on the on the core uh, European bonds, namely uh, the the bonds. Um, when uh, it goes to the emerging debt, uh, we are uh, we have a preference for hard currencies. Valuation are starting to look uh, less appealing, but uh, we turn recently more positive on a yield, um, Serbia, Ukraine, as valuation are attractive, and spread could compress further uh, when compared to, to investment grade, where we do think that the spread um, won't uh, move from, uh, from current level. Um, on emerging market rates, we are more cautious, given the, the strong performance that uh, they, they deliver. So you really uh, need to be uh, selective and tactically manage the, the positioning along the curve. Now, Monica, one of the things that a lot of people have found quite surprising this month has been the weakness of the dollar. Would you say that the era of the dollar reigning supreme is now over? Well, you know, currency markets have had really a clear winner in the first part of the year. Uh, this was the uh, US dollar. But now we've seen this rising appetite for the euro in particular, but we do think it's too early to call for for a, a bull run. And the reason why the US dollar proved to be so strong were mainly related to flight to quality and the, the tension uh, that uh, we were seeing in the in the other places, uh, starting from the, the euro area, for example. Now that the political risk premium in the in the euro area um, 
it has not been uh, fading away, but is some so, somehow uh, weaker because of the EU Commission's proposal for the next generation uh, fund and the evaporation of the tail risk uh, related to the possibility of a eurozone uh, breakup. Uh, all these uh, are really elements that are positioning to in favor of the of the euro um, this might be a game changer in the medium term but in the short term we remain skeptical about saying that we are now beginning uh, to see a euro uh, bull, uh, bull market versus the US dollar in uh, in particular now Monica equity markets seem to have been affected more by the abundant liquidity than by fundamentals What's your view on this? And where can investors still find opportunities in equities? Well, the markets, the equity markets in particular, were a bit too fast in pricing the end of the lockdown and the recovery had. As we were mentioning, central banks have been the, the game changer triggering this, uh, this rally in the, in the equity market. In fact, current valuations are the result of a liquidity-driven rally and are being sustained in the short term only thanks to this aggressive monetary uh, expansion. So markets uh, are clearly addicted to central banks' uh, liquidity at the moment, but we do believe in the second part of the year a reality check on earnings growth has to be uh, considered. Therefore, we suggest to maintain a balanced risk exposure and play the rotation towards value and cyclical stocks. We suggest uh, combining a high level of liquidity with some exposure uh, to these uh, these uh, cyclical assets that offer high performance potential in the event that a favorable scenario plays out now from a cross assets perspective what should be the right approach to risk assets and what are the main investment convictions monica well, we maintain our defensive, balanced and diversified stance, as we believe investors will really have to uh, play some direct tactical rotation opportunities in the value and in the cyclical sectors. Uh, green themes might be uh, an opportunity as well as the U.S. consumer. Um, don't uh, forget that the U.S. consumer have been strongly supported by the fiscal plan so far and they will be likely uh, trigger uh, over, the, over the summer. Liquidity buffers, however, are really paramount uh, at this stage. Okay, and just to wrap up, what's your final message to investors for the summer, given that in the past few years, it's been a pretty volatile time of the year, hasn't it? Definitely. Uh, and actually, there is a kind of seasonality in the, in the summer volatility since 1998, as, as I started to, to work all the summers, have been, uh, have been quite crazy. We cannot ignore any day after directions, uh, but we must also exercise some caution and, and selectivity. Don't move from depression to euphoria, but from uncertainty to navigating a careful path forward. All right. Well, thank you very much indeed. Monica Defend, Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Thank you very much indeed for that. And that's all we have time for for this month's Blue Convictions podcast. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to speaking to you again very soon. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April, 2004 on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon 
as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.